So, uh, Martin, how is Merck from home going on for you guys? Well, I have to be honest, it's a little bit of an adjustment. Uh, besides missing the cars, um, I definitely miss the interaction with, with people. Uh, it's a lot of fun uh, daily to mingle, to discuss, to chat. And that's the, the people at work, that's the colleagues directly, that's the dealers, that's customers, but also journalists. So obviously I would prefer face-to-face -face, uh, interaction. On the other hand, uh, quite frankly, uh, we get used to it to some extent. It becomes the normal at the moment. Um, and as you can see, I set up my little studio. We do videos uh, for interviews. We do uh, Skype conferences. We do all kinds of digital activities. So I'm, I'm getting used to it. And some of it really has some benefits as well. Yeah. So the, you're also the cooking. Uh, you're also listening to music, reading a lot of books. And uh, are you learning new languages? Are you learning Marathi? No, I didn't venture into that, quite frankly. Uh, I mean, the, I think the hurdles are too big for me uh, to do that. And uh, I know from myself, it's not the easiest that uh, comes to me. I'm, I'm fine if I can converse with you in reasonable, well-spoken English, uh, because already that is uh, a challenge for a foreigner, specifically in an interview situation where you want to make sure that you don't talk nonsense and are still very clearly understood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I uh, dug out this old uh, interview that we had done when you had first uh, joined in uh, and uh, we did that podcast and uh, your first line to me in that interview was, I like challenges. Uh, today, we are in the midst of, I think, the biggest challenge anybody has ever seen and nobody had even planned for anything remotely like this. How do you deal with this situation that we find ourselves in? Well, I think, uh, yes, I like challenges. It's definitely what spices life up and business-wise as well. However, this is more than a challenge. That's more like a, a worldwide catastrophe in terms of how it impacts uh, people's lives. Uh, how it impacts everyone uh, in the entire world. I mean, it's not only us sitting at home, whoever to I reach out, be it uh, family, friends, uh, colleagues all over the world, we're all more or less in the same boat. And that's very strange and very different to a normal business challenge uh, you, you, you're looking into. So as much as I like challenges, because they give you opportunity to grow, to do something, to actually manage and, and also have some uh, and success with that, um, as much I would say the current situation is really past and beyond uh, challenge. It is a massive problem uh, we yeah. all deal with. Yeah. Uh, let's start with something fun. Okay. This is something I just put up uh, where uh, we did something which is really pointless. Uh, a push-up contest with uh, GLE, with your hip-hop edition and our in-house muscle man. Uh, did you see that video? <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Of course I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I did. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Do you play it now? Or? No, you just show the picture. It's just an image. I don't think this plays. Okay. Okay, no, no. <laughs> One of the funny takes on... And that's also part of our lives. And I can clearly say I relate a lot to this type of activities because for me also, it's not all about facts, about company, uh, about business, business. It's about uh, people being a big family, working and living together, and at the same time having fun. Yeah? And that's uh, stuff like that. A uh, very good example where both of the guys pump heavily. And I know by default, the GLE will have to stop at some point in time. Surely it would have muscle to outlast the human. Uh, however, 
uh, it's programmed in a way that it actually serves a purpose uh, to, to get out of uh, a sand condition or so, and it's not really uh, meant to be in a contest. <laughs> but if you try it the next time, I can send some engineers and they will make it last longer than the guy <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. Uh, I can tell you that uh, I'm just uh, dying to get out of the house, get back on the road to drive cars. In fact, the GLE was one of the last cars that we drove and we had both the 400 as well as the 300. This is me trying to decide which uh, one to actually uh, head back to Pune in after our shoot. And I really thought it was very impressive. Yeah, for, for us, the new GLE, which we also have in the long wheelbase here, is definitely a huge step up to the current model. We launched that uh, late January even though with the current situation that feels like light years away, but still in the middle of the process to launching the car and bringing it to our first customers. I think they will be certainly delighted uh, of the features. I might talk about MBUX, but also I think what they will appreciate is the space concept, uh, the second seat row, which uh, the, the long wheelbase really benefits a lot of uh, sitting and, and it's also in terms of interior and uh, touch and feel definitely uh, quite a step up besides uh, the almost iconic design here on that in that uh, element I think a very nice car and a lot of customers are unfortunately waiting some of them would love to drive the car right now we'll see about that yeah I, and I'm sure you're waiting to get your cars delivered to customers and get the business moving again I mean it's tough uh, on everyone and obviously first priority is for everyone to stay safe uh, that's the individuals, that's the customers, but at the end, the company as well. I mean, if we don't sell a car, we don't have money, we cannot pay ourselves, yeah? We cannot yeah. pay uh, dealers, suppliers, and so forth. I mean, for sure, uh, it, we, we need to, and hopefully we'll be at some point where we get back to some normalcy and have on the one hand the fun on the road, uh, the, the use of the cars, but at the same time, a little bit peace of mind about our economical situation as well, which, which is for certain for everyone under some stress now in the meantime. Yeah, uh, we're getting a lot of questions. Uh, something that uh, I was not aware of, uh, Wanderlust is asking, when is the MB Corner Office campaign starting again? Well, that, that was mostly a LinkedIn, uh, uh, um, how can I say, um, feature. Um, and it was uh, more by my predecessor. Mm -hmm. uh, quite, to be quite frank, I discussed several times with PR what we should be doing uh, to share leadership. Um, and quite frankly, we will do something, but I'm not so much uh, the corner office type guy that <laughs> would want to rebrand that at the same time. For me, leadership is more a team approach. Um, and I, I consider uh, the, the corner office uh, a thing of the past. Uh, today, mm -hmm. we're in the of the action. You have been to my office where, where we did that. Yes. Uh, it is very open and fresh. And uh, I think the attitude is being open, be transparent, and be a leader as part of a team. So we might do something again. I have already discussed with our PR guys, but it might get a different name as well uh, to suit a little bit uh, more the way how I personally would feel uh, on, on leadership. Of course. Uh, let's talk about cars and some of the interesting ones that were shown at the Auto Expo. Now, sure. the new GLA is coming to India this year. Uh, obviously, your plans might uh, move around a bit uh, after the situation that we find ourselves in. But the GLA, that is going to be huge for your volumes, uh, for getting more people to access the Mercedes brand. 
Of course. I mean, uh, specifically since the new GLA is really a, a, a good step up from, from the previous model. Um, it is by design, but also specifically, again, sorry, the, the roominess, the concept. Uh, the, I can remember uh, when we showed it on the Auto Expo, people were really surprised about uh, the way, and you yourself as well, if I remember uh, rightly so, yeah. uh, about uh, not only the styling, the MBUX uh, with the interactive features, but also uh, its spaciousness in the front and in the rear seat. So, uh, and again, it is our entry SUV, which opens into our uh, wide range of, of SUVs. So I'm, I'm very confident that it will do a suitable uh, contribution uh, and will help us to grow in that segment uh, substantially. You mentioned already, yes, timing is a little bit uh, on the fence with, with all the product launches at the moment, of course. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, this interruption was never planned and we can even today, uh, I'm not in a position to foresee exactly how everything, everything will play out. And we have to consider everything from the customer demand to the supply chain to actually what makes sense in the sequence of our launches. So quite frankly, whilst we discussing uh, here now in interview style in the other video conferences, we also discuss and when will we be ready? What do we do? How do we adjust plans? Because... Uh, I think that is necessary uh, at the current stage. We have to relook uh, to make it a fit, but be assured uh, the car will hit the road in the foreseeable future. And I'm also very certain it will uh, find its followers and, and customers who will like the car. Yeah, I have got a lot of experience of the GLA, to be honest. Uh, we did these uh, GLA adventures. Uh, this is uh, when we were in uh, Morocco, when we did the Africa leg. Uh, Stunning images, stunning times. This is uh, on the coast at uh, Layoun. Unfortunately, the picture is getting cropped a bit. This is yeah. while driving through the Sahara. So uh, a lot of memories of the GLA. So I can tell you what is good and great because I've spent so much time with the GLA. This was when we did the first one, when we headed to Russia. And mm. uh, this is at Red Square with the cool. GLA. Cool. So, That's yeah. impressive. Yeah, I mean, the Red Square anyways is impressive when with the car. Uh, and yeah. go in Russia, I, it's a year ago, I was actually at the very same place there. Um, and I saw the amount of Mercedes driving in inner Moscow in the mm. city. So I think, my gosh, there's a long way for us to go uh, till we even sell what we sell in Moscow. Yeah. So yeah, sure, for all types of terrains, but also a very, very interesting uh, city you have been visiting here. Yeah. Yeah, so the, thanks to the GLA, we got to see a lot of interesting parts of the world. Normally, when we travel, it is you land at the airport, you get the cars at the airport, you go to the drive. In the evening, we have the press conference, and the next day, we are back. Uh, but here, we drove, and we saw the countryside, and we saw the country, and uh, that was fantastic. Maybe we can do something uh, with the new GLA once it is out. You know, again, that is one of these things. Obviously, we have planned the drives. We have planned the, the extended drives. But right now, everything is, is a little bit uh, under review. I have to look what we do, when we do it. And also the protocols. I mean, it applies to everyone. I mean, we'll have to see how we keep safety protocols. We are all aware that when we go back to work, when we go out, uh, we'll have to take protective measures. We'll have to make sure that uh, cleanliness is kept. Mm -hmm. We'll have to have vehicles. Uh, also in the customer contact, we, we really have to take care. And that will also hit. Uh, how we do uh, drives and other activities in order to keep uh, at least for some time uh, the appropriate protocol, what, what is then uh, the right. So I, I'm confident we'll get back uh, to drives. I'm confident we'll get back 
uh, to longer drives and, and, and have a lot of fun as well. But at the same time, we'll have to shuffle around now a little bit and also see what is feasible really. What would it, how do we maybe have to change our processes as well in order to make sure that really everyone feels uh, safe and secure in how we, how we operate. Yeah, another interesting vehicle, fabulous vehicle, in fact, to take on huge long drives is your uh, Marco Polo, the V-Class Marco Polo. So here, you don't have to spend on hotels. You don't have to, you just, you have your own kitchen. So if you know how to cook, you can cook your own food. Uh, you don't have to slum it out uh, if there are tents. You don't have to slum it out. You live in luxury while you drive also in luxury. Absolutely. And I mean, the, the feedback we brought uh, after uh, or on the Auto Expo and afterwards was overwhelming. I mean, it's a, it's a vehicle which is uh, outstanding, very different. And if, if you think of the many beautiful and scenic locations in India, uh, I'm sure it's tempting for many people to take uh, the car. And uh, a few journalists had the opportunity already, uh, say in Rajasthan or so, uh, taking a drive and staying there overnight with families. And uh, I think that is a beautiful experience uh, which is hard to top, quite, quite honestly, because it's so unique. You become uh, with a camper, you and you have the right location. You became, you become part of nature itself, mm, and yes, uh, in a in a very luxury and moderated way still. So very, very good experience, and I'm I'm sure we'll find uh, after lockdown also more customers who are interested in 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 the features there. I mean, it sleeps uh, four people. It has everything. Yeah. Even at the back, I'm not sure where you saw it. There's a little shower you can attach uh, and, and you can do your food. And uh, uh, it is very, very comfortable and, and unique in, in, in that sense here as well in the Indian market. Yeah, I can't wait to drive this. Maybe take it to Ladakh, uh, go up to the mountains. And uh, up in Ladakh, uh, the places where you stay are very limited. So with something like this, you don't have to worry at all. Absolutely. And as I said, you become part of nature. Yeah, yeah, you become part of nature and uh, you open the home, uh, the car and you're in the middle of your big garden uh, that is uh, the whole nature around. I mean, that's beautiful and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that would be a great experience. Quite frankly, I, I might want to join you on that trip, yeah, because I mean, that, uh, that sounds very exciting, yeah. Uh, we'd love to have you on. So we'll definitely do that. Uh, we're getting questions. So Karan and quite a few others are asking about the GLP. Now, this was not shown at the Auto Expo. I had an opportunity to not drive it, but uh, just get behind the wheel, sit, uh, figure out the car at the GLS drives that I attended in the States. Uh, again, that was not that long ago, but it feels like ages ago. Uh, the GLP would be a very smart uh, vehicle to launch in India. Now, obviously, you can't tell us whether it's coming for sure or not. But uh, this with three rows of seats, but also compact and uh, it will be competitively priced. Uh, it might make a lot of sense for India, right? I think the GLB itself is a very interesting uh, product concept. And it's one, one a growing pillar in the overall lineup of, of our SUVs. Uh, you will appreciate, on the other hand, that we have a wide range of SUVs from the GLA, GLC, GLC Coupe, GLE, uh, GLS, and all of them are newer, basically new. Uh, and practical new and sometimes you have to think of how much you can actually chew uh, and swallow then at the end because at the end uh, it is uh, you know we can do every niche but at the same time we need to uh, develop uh, the market with the new cars as well and we hope for some sales uh, these cars are all produced locally 
So it, it, we need to have reasonable volumes as well to make it a viable proposition for us and for our network as well. So at this point in time, we have, have not committed uh, to, to make a move on GLB, even though I feel uh, the attraction of the car, obviously, uh, we were discussing the, it back and forth and back and forth. But I, leave, I keep you in suspense here at the moment. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what's going to happen. Um, we have a fantastic lineup of SUVs, uh, which, which has, is completely in refresh now from early this year. So I think even today, there is a car for everyone. So let's see what the GLB could or could not do for us in the foreseeable future. Uh, this is something that is coming to India for sure. This is the CLA, the limousine. Uh, this you also showed at the expo. And you also confirmed that the AMG version is going to come. Yes, we have shown the A limousine. Um, and we showed it as the A35, uh, I think in a stunning yellow uh, color, yes. which uh, found a lot of uh, uh, feedback and pictures uh, on that as well. Yes, we'll do that. Uh, we believe AMG is, is for us a, a strong foothold. It is we are a strong performance uh, brand with a lot of AMG cars already. And also quite uh, AMG, in, when I think of last year, was our biggest growth contributors, AMG and Dream Cars. They still grew uh, more than 50% over 2018. Uh, so it, it makes sense for us in every segment to look into how can we, what can we offer there. And of course, uh, you, you, you remember we showed the GT uh, Ford or the uh, 63. Uh, yes, so, yeah. Uh, would, would be able to go for that, even I'm sh sure a lot of uh, people dream for that. Uh, so there is definitely a car. Uh, which has some of the AMG genes already embedded. Obviously, not completely fair to compare it with the GT63, uh, but still, uh, it has a lot of the similar aspiration uh, built into that. And I think uh, we will find uh, customers who, who love that and will like this uh, this uh, entry point into uh, the AMG. On the other hand, uh, of course, uh, the A limousine for us uh, is another uh, strong product which uh, shall. Uh, push our sales and create a lot of customer base uh, in, in our entry segment. Uh, a car which is uh, by styling very, I mean, you show the picture here. Uh, it is a very dynamic car um, and it will uh, at the same time have a lot of practical use for, for many uh, customers. So we believe uh, a car that will be well received. And uh, again, uh, I hope we can see it sooner than later on the road, but it will take some time and now with all these uh, these uh, hiccups we're having. Yeah, you were talking about the GT63 AMG Ford or Coupe. This is uh, uh, last month we drove this. Uh, we also have it on the cover of our last issue. Uh, it really impressed us. Now uh, we figured out that uh, we could uh, engage drift mode in it. Uh, yep, that's uh, the drift mode. And it's phenomenal, the amount of power that is on tap. And more than that, the amount of torque and what you can do with that talk. And still, it's so controllable. You can slide it, you can have a lot of fun, but you can also take four people in it. Of course, I mean, you talk of the, the power. It has around 640 horsepower, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, and, and it runs 350 uh, kilometers. I remember these numbers because uh, even the 3.2 seconds, it is on 100 uh, kilometers per hour, is, is uh, outstanding and, and practically unheard of. Torque is huge. Uh, if I'm not, uh, if I remember correctly, like 900 newton meters. Uh, 900 newton meters. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's huge. And I read your report as 
uh, your, your, your report as well. Hammer time, I think a lot of that, it is a car uh, to go crazy. And at the same time, uh, what impressed me uh, equally is, is when you open the, uh, the, the rear seat at the rear doors, uh, you move in, you actually are uh, surprised how well you seated uh, this uh, configuration, which we show here, very comfortable seat in the, uh, in the second seat row, uh, luxurious and comfortable. And I can see very exciting outings uh, of couples uh, uh, with friends uh, or kids uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is another cover story that we did two years ago. Uh, this was uh, to celebrate 50 years of AMG and we had all the AMG uh, together at the BIC. Uh, another awesome story. Uh, also, we had a great time driving those cars. Uh, some of the stuff that we did at the booth circuit uh, with the GTR, the beast from the green hell. Uh, how has that been received in India? Uh, we have a very strong following, yeah, and we have uh, sold uh, definitely more cars than we had originally aimed for. Uh, overall, I mean, if you see that picture, you can basically uh, see uh, the aggressiveness, the speed, and actually the, uh, how can I say, the sporty, uh, dynamic uh, uh, view. It, it is, even that picture is very beautiful, uh, and it, it, it makes you feel you want to drift yourself around this corner, uh, yeah. which is happening there, obviously. No, it has very well received, and, and that's, as I said already, as part of our AMG, uh, we try to offer uh, across, uh, across the brand uh, several points uh, for different uh, customers here to, to go into the performance car. Yeah, so this is another uh, image of us uh, drifting the car. Uh, sorry about the trials. Uh, we didn't uh, return the car with fresh tires, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was fantastic. And you're talking about the AMG range. We also drove your SUVs, uh, the G63, the GLE 43, the Coupe, the C43, which I believe is also doing very well. And of course, the C63. Absolutely, absolutely. As I mentioned already, uh, AMG uh, was the biggest growth uh, we had last year. The, the segment we grew um, then with all, more than 50% over the previous year. I mean, the cars are sporty, they're different, and people who like also a little bit... Uh, uh, to be associated with, with uh, this type of car and they stand out a little bit. So mm -hmm. I'm sure uh, that is very attractive uh, from its performance, but also from it just differenti differentiates uh, a bit uh, from, from the broader uh, mass product appeal. Yeah, uh, we're getting questions on the GLS. Now, like I said, this is uh, something I drove in Utah in the States uh, uh, just late last year. Um, again, very impressive. What amazed me about it was the active suspension. And this is one of those few vehicles that is comfortable off-road as well. I could not believe the speeds that we were carrying when you we were driving off-road. And yet it was so comfortable because it could read the terrain ahead and either soften, stiffen, extend the suspension, compress the suspension, and to anticipate what ruts and what bottles you were going to hit and completely smother them. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'm, I'm, I feel a little bit disappointed that most of people don't have the opportunity or don't really take the cars off-road uh, because I, I can say uh, the wide range is very off-road capable and I know our engineers in Stuttgart put a lot of energy in. Um, of course, also uh, GLE, uh, GLE, a very off-road capable car and TLS as well. I, I mean, uh, 
the best we usually do is driving here in, in Chaka in our factory through mm. that, uh, that special uh, track we have there for SUVs and you can uh, see all these features uh, and specifically um, the adaptive uh, damping uh, system here is a, is a very advanced technology which even on the normal roads and there's a lot of uh, almost off-road conditions in daily life yeah. uh, and you can uh, uh, experience uh, will really make your drive uh, much more comfortable um, than than on many other cars. Yeah, uh, I remember the earlier the GLS also, it was called the S-Class of the SUV world, which uh, I didn't buy. I thought that was just marketing talk. But with this, when you say that this is the S-Class of the SUV world, I definitely buy that because this, the comfort, apart from the fact that the interiors and everything is very sophisticated and very well built and all the tech that you could possibly ask for, everything is there. But just the sheer comfort. And I'm sure in India, when you drive it in India, when it senses a pothole, it uh, compresses the suspension. So uh, you don't get the thud. You don't uh, feel the pothole. Uh, it reads the road ahead and you don't really need it for purely off-roading. But for our Indian roads, it'll actually work brilliantly. It definitely contributes to a smoother ride. Um, even though I have to be honest here, uh, the Indian roads pose some challenges. Uh, any car is, uh, is uh, struggling. <laughs> Uh, but the GLS has made, again, also a big step up now with the new model. Uh, it is superbly uh, in terms of uh, not only design, but also interior and space again, um, and comfort then in driving, being in, in, when you drive yourself. Um, I'm always impressed uh, when, when driving uh, the car, how, how easy it can be handled, uh, even though it is a, a massive and, and large car, uh, even in on-road uh, conditions as well. So I'm, I'm very confident that uh, it has a lot of features uh, the Indian customers will like, and it is for sure uh, the S-Class of SUVs. Um, it, is, uh, it has maybe in the, in the last generations even more so developed into that direction that it clearly stands out. Yeah, you're talking about off-roading. This is my absolute favorite Mercedes-Benz. The G-Wagon, uh, whether it's the G-AMG or the G350, this is my absolute favorite. Uh, we took this to the run of Kutch. Uh, I had the opportunity to spend a week at the farm with the G350 and I absolutely loved it. In fact, the story that we'll have in the next issue of the magazine, my starting line is that the G350 does not make any sense because if you want more comfort, if you want more space, you have the GLS, you have the GLE, but with the G350, you, the appeal is so strong that you just don't want to give it away. Yeah. In fact, I... Uh, our, your PR uh, head, uh, Shaker, I kept making uh, excuses to delay returning the G350 because I loved it so much. Yeah, I mean, uh, quite frankly, when we launched it uh, last year, I think it was in October, um, and I, we had it on stage there in, in Bombay in that uh, movies, uh, movie studio. Um, I really have to say, I, I could have probably sold it to every journalist in the room at that moment uh, in, in, this, uh, in the matte color uh, and and the, the, the its how can I say its presence is uh, and its its history and the aspiration linked to that is so big that uh, everyone uh, that from the journalist lost a little bit their professional distance I think and uh, got very close into the emotional link uh, to the car itself. Um, this uh, new generation has has developed in a way um, now on the 350, which I think it it really is is combining the best of uh, of all the worlds. Uh, the off-road uh, capability is, is unheard of as always. Uh, at the same time, 
it's it's much easier to maneuver um, and easier to handle uh, also in on-road conditions. I think uh, customers will definitely and appreciate that from a practicality use, but it has that iconic uh, standout element uh, why, which uh, many people would like, whether it's easy to maneuver or not, they will always love uh, the car. And I think uh, rightfully so. Yeah, so these are some of the pictures that haven't been published yet. It's going to go in the next issue of the magazine. Uh, we got some brilliant pictures uh, with a new photographer who was uh, trying out some uh, tricks. Uh, this was uh, very close to our farm. And uh, I think that story is going to come out really, really well. And I'm really looking forward to that. Really cool. Um, so Good pictures, that, yeah. Good pictures. Yeah, yeah. So the, uh, he was all about pictures. So the, and the imagery, and to make the car really stand out and appeal to the audience, and that's what we do, and that's what we love doing. We love doing such stuff with uh, Mercedes Benz. I want to pull up another image and uh, talk about that, and that is something that I saw on your Instagram handle this uh, morning. Your dream garage. Yes. Now yeah. I know my face is covering number five, so yeah, yeah, number, yeah. so yes. number five can come there. So <laughs> between this, uh, okay, so uh, we'll run through this quickly. Uh, garage one, the GLE A-Class limousine and the C43 coupe. Garage two, the GLS, the C-Class cabriolet and the GTR. Uh, garage uh, three, the CLS, the GT4 door coupe and the GLC. Garage four, the G-Class, GT Roadster, E63, SAMG. Garage 5, the Marco Polo, the C-Class, and the GLC 43 Coupe. And Garage 6, the E-Class, GLA, and Maybach S-Class. Uh, before you tell me what your dream garage is, <laughs> let me tell you what my dream garage is. Or do you want to take a guess? Uh, I would guess you go for Garage 4. <laughs> you're bang on. Uh, you're right. Garage 4 is what I would take. The GT Roadster phenomenal car. The E63 SAMG, I thought was mind-blowing. Uh, the comfort, the space, and the ability to drift like an absolute maniac. And the G-Class is, I don't think there's any better everyday usable car or SUV than the G-Class. Uh, Martin, what would your take be? I think I would take with this setup uh, Garage 2. Yeah, and, Garage uh, 2. Very reason, uh, you know, I'm still a little... A uh, practical guy, so I need to get to work and back every day. And I think the mm. GLA car mm. for that. Uh, for the weekends, uh, the C-Class Cabriolet is definitely one of the cars I could dream of uh, to to drive uh, uh, as in India as well. I mean, with open roofs, beautiful weather, um, a lot of uh, it's a very nicely designed car as well. And then the GTR for these very special moments, um, I think that would be a good good garage for me. Yeah, uh, this is uh, a picture that I just dug out while I was doing this uh, research. Uh, this is uh, me in the SLS AMG. I think this must have been seven, maybe uh, six, seven years ago when we went to Afaltabak, uh, drove the SLS AMG for the first time there. Then obviously we drove the SLS in India as well. Uh, this was another AMG that blew us away. In fact, I don't think there's any AMG that has not blown us away. I mean, I have very fond memories of that car as well. That's the car I could on open road in Germany bring to like 290 kilometers driving mm. to East Germany at the same uh, time. Um, that was the fastest I ever drove on, on public road. Uh, it was, and I will not forget how my passenger, uh, co-passenger would get out of the car afterwards a little shaky. <laughs> because I mean, it's a huge speed uh, when you run it on an open road. 
but it is an iconic car itself and it's a lot of fun to drive. Um, I have very fond memories of, of, of that drive myself. Uh, I actually have a lot of fond memories uh, of Mercedes-Benz, of uh, driving cars, of events that I've uh, attended. Uh, actually, one of the fondest, uh, and I was going to do the, yeah. So I wanted to talk about motorsport also. And this is something, yeah, that uh, we went to the Hungaro ring in uh, Hungary, obviously. And uh, we attended a Formula One uh, race and we met Michael Schumacher. Uh, we did get a lot of pictures signed from him, but uh, I don't have my hands on that. But this cap, in all my caps, this is something that I really cherish. This is uh, a Mercedes Formula One cap with uh, signed by Michael Schumacher. And uh, that's there in my collection uh, on my mantle. Uh, I want to talk about motorsport. Uh, you guys, Mercedes, obviously, uh, is the dominant team in Formula One and dominant for quite a few years now. Uh, don't know when Formula One will kick off this year, but if all were well and all were going to go as per schedule, uh, it would take a brave man to bet against Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes winning the title again. Well, I think uh, Lewis Hamilton is an extraordinary driver. But as always, it's, it's the team that stands behind uh, and with him. We know and we have seen uh, in the last uh, years how much uh, it is a team effort. It, is, it starts with the engineers who, who engineer the cars. Uh, I think uh, they managed year over year to keep a little edge uh, over the competition in some years a bigger edge and the others a little smaller edge but there was always an edge um, and then if you have uh, a driver like Hamilton who is who is very dedicated and uh, extremely professional at the same mm. time quite humble guy uh, but uh, uh, very uh, very uh, aggressive uh, on on the race uh, so I think uh, there is a strong uh, chance that uh, we can continue to to play a a very important role there uh, in the setup of the team um, together with with the vehicle and, and Lewis Hamilton and, and so. Uh, I just, uh, we got 10-15 minutes left so I'll just take a few questions. A uh, lot of questions coming in on uh, whether people can come and visit the Mercedes-Benz plant in Chakan. Yes, usually we have open but I have to be quite open at the moment. We said we, we cannot do it for the next couple of weeks or even months. Yeah. With the current situation, um, we have decided, uh, even if we open up production, which we, I hope we can uh, do very soon, we won't be able to entertain uh, public visits. Uh, that's for the sheer reason, sorry, that's for the reason that we really want to limit uh, interaction and we want to keep the workplace safe as well. Whilst we have already defined all the protocols we need to, uh, when we open up the, the factory again, uh, and the offices, um, we, we want really to limit uh, visitors to the business, absolute minimum. Uh, so as soon as situation normalizes, that will be possible again. Yeah, uh, a lot of questions on careers at uh, Mercedes-Benz. Uh, uh, how can people work for Mercedes-Benz? Uh, where do they apply? Do you have internship programs? Uh, um, you've got manufacturing as well as uh, uh, you got in Bangalore, you got a massive R&D setup. So it's uh, all facets of Mercedes-Benz where you can get job opportunities in India. I mean, uh, all open vacancies are published on our career website. It's on the Daimler career website. If you search for that, you will certainly find it. Um, and applications are there uh, solicited and can, received, can be received. On the other hand, any application that is sent to me directly 
or to our HR team is being looked at as well. Obviously, if someone wants to uh, join the RD function, uh, then um, we would pass that on uh, to RD in Bangalore, or I would advise directly to address it to the HR function of uh, MBRDI uh, in Bangalore. Uh, I'm sure every, uh, every um, application or proposal will be looked at, but it's obviously safer to apply for an existing position. Um, at the end, it's not only uh, Bangalore and, and Pune, we have uh, a lot of dealership and outlets as well, and they all permanently are looking for qualified people who are interested in interacting on the one hand with customers or servicing vehicles. So there is a lot of more uh, possibilities than in Pune uh, that is available to everyone. We also have internship programs. I think uh, there it makes always sense to reach out to our HR function or if uh, they want to send me a mail directly, it will also be uh, then answered uh, by HR, I suppose. Yeah. Uh a few more questions. Uh, Karan Singh, who's my colleague, he's asking, can young journalists get to experience the GTR for a week, maybe? So I'll reply to him. I'll tell him that, uh, yeah, uh, as long as you clean cars for the next three, three and a half years, then you will get to experience some time with the GTR. So, yeah, it is possible, but you'll have to have patience and you'll have to polish up your cleaning skills. And I'm sure you know it. Yeah, a lot of people, when you show these uh, pictures that you just did uh, of all these travels, uh, there's a lot of feeling of envy, uh, and I feel <laughs> rightfully so, because I mean, uh, how can someone have a job where, where he just travels, takes pictures, uh, and enjoys life? So that's what people feel about the job. So I'm sure that there's a lot of aspiration in the younger journal crowd uh, to mature and uh, get into the same uh, lifestyle, I can assume, yeah? Yeah, so I want to uh, pull up this picture of us at uh, Red Square. As you can see, the car is filthy. And uh, we shot the car uh, in front of the Basilica. And uh, before that, we cleaned the car. So uh, with the cloths, with the water that we had, we cleaned the car, made it look spick and span. And then we took the picture. So we are washing cars more than we are driving cars, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I can't believe that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of uh, course. Kurt is asking, uh, what about the EQC? Now, that is something that you unveiled uh, at your, in fact, it was one of the first events of the year when we came to Chakan to your factory, lovely weather. Uh, then uh, Pune was still in the midst of uh, a little uh, winter. Uh, what is the plan for the EQC? Well, I mean, uh, we are dead set on bringing the EQC to India. Uh, uh, there's a lot of future for electric vehicles also in India. Now, now after policy changes were introduced last year and public interest has picked up. We really want to transform our portfolio even more into a sustainable portfolio. That would also be the moment actually to talk about our uh, diesel engines, which are now also even cleaner than they had ever been before. But uh, in a, on the, on the midterm and longer term, then we'll see more and more electric vehicles also coming uh, to our shores. And the EQC is our first venture into that. We wanted to launch in April. Um, we were dead set on that, uh, other than I wouldn't have made that promise. Um, mm. how, now we're looking a little bit how we uh, reschedule all our lineups and our timings. So there will be a delay and it won't happen uh, in the next two weeks. Yeah? So it will take uh, some time, but at the end, uh, we'll come in reasonable numbers to, to customers here. We believe it's a car that will sell well. And uh, we, we think it's a good start uh, into that segment of electric vehicles which we will then, under the EU brand, expand step by step uh, when we go forward. 
in the next in the next couple of years you will see more cars under the eq brand uh, of of different uh, variants so we'll see that eqc being the the brand shaper and opening uh, for us the future of electric vehicles so the EQC will come to India this year. Don't know when because you can't confirm which month. Uh, also, the, will the GLS uh, be coming anytime soon? Because we're getting a lot of questions on the GLS and when it will be coming. It will come in the foreseeable future. Again, it depends a little bit on the disruption, but we'll bring this GLS. Um, I mean, we we have run out. Uh, the old model, the new model is ready. It is. Uh, we are ready for production in in uh, in our factory. However, that is one of the cars we also need to look and uh, shuffle now around a little bit to see um, it, uh, what the impact will be. Uh, there's a lot of supplies from Europe, from the US, um, and we don't really know how that will complete play out. We have some, for all our cars, we have some inventory, not only in Finnish, but also for production. Uh, we have material to build cars, but that will only last so long. And then we'll have to see um, also how supply chains open up. Uh, China looks uh, relatively green. Europe, we'll see, is still pre-peak, and the U.S. as well. Mm -hmm. So it depends a little bit on how these countries open up their, uh, their facilities as well, so that we will then balance our different um, customer demand at the same time uh, with, with our supply chain. That's a balancing act we will have to do in the next couple of weeks. And really, uh, it's hard to predict anything from here. You, you know, you have to understand, basically, on a daily basis, we assess the situation. Uh, I mean... Every morning we have a leadership call uh, and we discuss uh, what do we need to do, how do we prepare, um, because it makes only so much sense to plan what will be in August um, if I don't know what is in a week's time. Yeah, so whilst we still look forward, uh, we are, it is all contingent on a lot of uh, uh, factors which, which you cannot theoretically uh, assess at the moment. We'll have to live and uh, drive by sight, so to say, see where we get, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Abhishek Kulkarni, all of you asking about the GLS, so that's your answer. The GLS will come, but then we have to wait and watch. Uh, I remember, Martin, you telling me when we first met, and there were a lot of questions that we took in from viewers, uh, where they asked that, uh, why does Mercedes wait for so long before bringing in their products? And your answer was that Mercedes actually uh, uh, assembles and manufactures most of their cars in India. And that's why you have to wait until you get your supply chain sorted out. Well, it is a natural effect that uh, whilst uh, the, the production in the mother plants uh, starts first, uh, for us then it uh, follows suit uh, based on uh, uh, the, the ramp up schedules uh, on the global pattern. And then we need to enable our production. And it's not only uh, the, the part supply, it's also the enabling uh, the release um, the quality release of the cars. So what happens then production in, in say Europe, US or, or China is first released and there's a lot of involvement also by Daimler headquarter functions to make sure that everything uh, works uh, according uh, to the def defined Mercedes standards. Uh, and then uh, we come uh, in the next uh, lot then as a local uh, production plant. Um, and then we also have the supply uh, chain, which takes a little longer. We have obviously transportation time. And I think we have one big thing which takes a lot of time, uh, that is usually homologation. A locally mm -hmm. needs to be locally homologated, um, and that's a part people tend to forget. Uh, we can only homologate a car, we need to have uh, some local production, we need some uh, support from, from Europe or the US or wherever the other cars come from. And the whole homologation process 
uh, is, is time consuming and complicated and it takes a couple of months, which we obviously try to uh, start early um, and, and to schedule accordingly. But with a locally produced car, you have an added, uh, added uh, complexity there as opposed to an imported vehicle where we, uh, where we can, as soon as supply is available, um, and we have, if we have smaller volumes, we can import it with the EU certifi uh, certification. We don't need a, an Indian homologation as such. Yeah, so to answer another question, uh, Kurt is asking about the GLS Maybach. Now, the GLS Maybach can obviously come under your uh, direct import. Uh, so the, is that in the plan? I think another very interesting car. And as much as we have the, the S-Class of... Uh, the SUVs, I would love to have the Maybach of the SUVs and uh, certainly something we are discussing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that will be phenomenal. So I think, uh, Martin, that's all the time that we have. Uh, I know you have to go back to working from home. Uh, yeah, it looks like we've... Uh, yeah, Martin, you're there. So I'm saying that that's all the time that we have. I'm sure you need to head back to work and uh, connect back with your colleagues. Uh, we wish you, your family, everybody at Mercedes-Benz India, uh, good health, uh, stay safe. Uh, look forward to getting out and uh, doing what we love doing, getting back on the road and driving some of your accident cars, SUVs, and the AMGs for sure. Thanks, Sirish. Thanks for having me for that nice talk. Uh, and obviously, I would also want everyone uh, to stay safe, to stay home, um, and pull together that we get out of this uh, out of this situation as quickly as possible. Thank you very much and I wish everyone a nice afternoon and a nice weekend. Thank you. Thank you everybody for joining in. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow with another special guest. Thank you Martin once again and stay safe. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye.